You have reached Antioch Speak. <laughs> Live reporting from my, my dining room. <laughs> yeah. So you have a covenant that God makes with King David that there would be a king that would reign on his throne forever. Somewhere along the line, people have taken women, honor men, and, you know, obeying men and has twisted it to such a distorted thing that women don't have as much value. In um, she said she, was, she wasn't having a, a panic attack over something bad that happened. She was freaking out because, like, God spoke to her. And um, the Lord told her, I had a vision of me standing before a crowd and preaching the gospel to a bunch of people and people getting saved. Success, like thinking that success will fulfill the emptiness in you and success will make you feel worthy and it will give you worth and in, in a sense like I believe God wants us to be successful but success doesn't mean money, it doesn't mean women or men or designer bags or billion dollar homes or you know a bunch of zeros in your bank account because people can say oh I serve a church but they can serve it without having their heart in it they can serve it for the image of serving a church there's a difference between I've learned over between watching my parents serve watching other people serve and just serving in different churches and in different environments that it's a lot to do with the heart of the person and how they come off and how they serve. AntiochSpeaks.com. Check in. Every day, new podcast coming. Can't wait to see you there. Okay, welcome to Antioch Speaks. This is Brent, and I'm all by myself um, to talk about I have no notes. I have nothing. I didn't even think this through. I just got started. It's a Friday afternoon. Maybe I'll call this Friday afternoon. No, I don't know. Um, but Antioch Speaks has a new podcast that we just dropped with Brad. We've got our Twitter set up. We've got the YouTube channel coming. What's really cool is we are uh, actually um, doing worship nights on Saturday nights, which we're going to start recording those and dropping those. We have a lot of cool speakers. Um, we have uh, male, female, all kinds of walks and, and perspectives, and everybody's got their own ministry, and they're sharing, and it's nice. Um, the podcast turned out to be completely ministry, uh, which I wasn't uh, sure how I was going to start off with it. Um, I've got a couple interviews. It's a lot more work for me to sit down and cut and edit and, and get the audio correct. The audio is so bad, and I don't know if it's my speakers or it's my microphone or what it is, but I'm trying to fix it up and get that correct. And we're trying to get video out and corrected, and we've been using our beautiful Apple products, all our iPhones to try to record video, but actually getting it into editing and, and getting all the good stuff uh, put onto the YouTube channel is taking us a lot of time. Everybody in this group, um, much like the early church, have jobs and careers, and we are trying to make a living. So sitting and working on this all day is a feat in itself, but we are working, um, but we are praying, and I believe that the Lord uh, is working 
with us. A couple of topics since the last time that we've made a podcast going on. One, which I find very fun, and it's not a whole lot of political talk going to come from me. Uh, Maybe there will be, I don't know, but I don't know if you voted in the last election for the American president, but it was a little bit of a weird situation on a Tuesday night. I'm very old. I'm 43 years old, so I voted in a few. Um, One of my very first uh, elections I ever voted in was George W. Bush, and uh, Al Gore accused him of stealing the election in Florida, and they had a recount. Um, And I don't remember much of the details about the Florida recount, but George W. still ended up winning in that state. But this, on this uh, run, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, there was something weird. It was different than any other, and I guess it was because COVID-19 had the government locked down, and everyone was afraid that if you were in line at a polling station and someone behind you sneezed or coughed, that they would turn into a zombie and begin to eat your brains. Uh, was not at all the situation. It, as a matter of fact, what it came out to be is Less than 4% of the Americans were being affected by this. And, you know, I'm not trying to downplay a serious, serious thing. People did die, but I don't know if it was uh, so bad that we couldn't stand in line to vote. But because of COVID, they didn't want us to stand in line. Americans were afraid and they stayed home. The Americans at home then had to create a ballot and have it mailed in. And on Tuesday, we were unable to count all the votes by the end of the night. Now, I understood that was going to be the case. I think a lot of us understood that's what was going to happen, was we were not going to have the vote completely counted by the end of the night. However, what did happen, cutting off early at 1030 uh, in some states, was a little weird. Not getting the vote completed until days later was a little weird. And I got to say, whether you win, a, you wear a tinfoil cap or you don't, Joe Biden coming in clutch the exact number he needed in every one of those states was a little bit weird. And then you had on January 6th uh, what many called the uh, big, you know, redneck terrorist. Uh, they, they ran into the White House. So having that said, when Joe Biden won, on Saturday or whatever day they they called it, I made a post on social media, uh, my favorite thing to do because, you know, I want to be seen and heard like any of you. Um, And the post said that now that you have a liberal back in the White House, you had a a Republican for four years, now you have a liberal in the White House, expect higher gas prices, expect new wars. Um, And it's funny because that's exactly what we have. We have a brand new war in Ukraine with Russia, and we have these gas prices that are almost crazy. Um, But what was really peculiar to me, because many Christians believe Trump was put there by God. That was something that Christians said when Trump won in 2016. Um, I do believe that there might have been some shenanigans then, and Trump still won, that God put him there. And then all of a sudden you saw these liberals who... Um, don't care much for moral values or family values from their day-to-day life until a Republican on his third wife gets hired. And then all of a sudden, this Republican has no moral value because he's been married a couple of times and uh, blase, blase. But 
Christians believe God put Trump there. Liberals believe Trump was a heathen. Trump didn't know how to quote the Bible correctly, uh, which made people think that he didn't read it at all. I once had a buddy say, don't pick on people who mispronounce words because they probably learned the word from reading it. Um, when we hear, when we learn re- words from hearing them, we know how to pronounce them. But if we're reading and we learn words, then we might pronounce it different in our head. Uh, and we should learn it. And I understand. But having all that said, Donald Trump appointed some Supreme Court justices. Uh, and it looks like the Supreme Court decided that federal mandates that states must perform abortions is wrong. And yes, I know this year you're going to freak out about it because you're pro-choice and you believe that every single state should have free, widespread abortions. Everyone should have an abortion next to their high school in case they're having sex before marriage and the man is not going to be a good husband to her and there's, they're poor, they don't need to have babies, they need to have free abortions as widespread as possible and we should have federal overreach and make every state obey that free abortion should be given to every girl after the age of 12 without her father's approval right away we need that to be done but i do say you know if the federal government decides that it is not mandated and it's up to the states i want to assure you and you can rest easy some states will still allow you to have your free and ready abortions so don't freak out now you might be freaking out because in the state you live in you're going to want to have an abortion this summer and maybe you won't be allowed to well i encourage you to move to a state where they will let you and then you can feel better if you're like me and you live in one of those states where maybe they're going to ban abortion or make it very tough or make it very expensive, then just teach the women in your life to abstain because abstinence is greater than abortion. Um, I don't know why I got off on that tangent, but oh, because Roe versus Wade is a big topic since the last time we spoke. Also uh, is oil prices and taxes and uh, how about a capital gains tax? Let's put some more taxes on the big evil rich who has resources to give us jobs. Um, Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Another thing, another topic that I've been on uh, as I close this subject, and I hope that you do write us. If you go to AntiochSpeaks.com and you want to really just give me a hard time for what I just said about abortion, there's a, a place there you can write me. I'll read it and respond. And if you're local to me, I will love to interview you on any topic you want to talk to me about. As I change lanes, uh, I'd like to move to authority. Um, Someone brought up to me that in your life you have many authorities. Uh, One specific authority that rings true for me is parents. You are born with a with parents, uh, maybe one parent, maybe two parents, maybe you live with your grandparents, or maybe you were born with parents who didn't know how to handle taking care of a child, so you ended up in the foster care, and you have foster parents, or maybe people have adopted you. Uh, in any event that it is, wherever it is, you were born under authority of some sort. Um, And maybe it was God-given authority with parents. Um, And then I think 
with employees and employers, I, I feel like when we live in America and you work at a job, your employer isn't necessarily God-given authority because you could work anywhere you want in America. Uh, you have a choice to move from here or there, take this job or that job. If you don't like your job, I encourage you to quit your job because there are more jobs than there are Americans. Also, if you are not happy with your income, I encourage you to advance your education on what you do. Uh, man, you know, off topic, but I got a job once and my cousin told me, when you get hired at a place that's successful enough to hire a person, maybe you should ask them what their idea was and their mission was when they created that business. And then try to uh, get in line with, with that mission and that idea while you're there. And I've got to tell you, it worked out very well for me um, to do that. And, I, you know, I sound like a privileged guy, but I was born in a home, uh, my God-given authority. My father was in prison um, for 11 years of my upbringing. He remained in a prison in Ohio, and my mother had many boyfriends and husbands, and they were part of my authority. Uh, needless to say, we were very, very broke uh, my whole entire upbringing. So privilege is not really uh, what it sounds like. I know it sounds like to you that I was privileged, but I was harassed by police a lot. I had a lot of issues with violence, um, with drugs, with weapons, um, with school, a lot of a lot of issues. But one thing that did seem to work and is working for me now was realizing that this person who has hired me has created enough success to hire someone. And I was grateful for that. And I figured out what they were trying to do and why they wanted to do it. And I started living that out with them. Um, I, I remember I uh, hired somebody one time and they kept telling me after a month of working there or more, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I just don't understand. And they questioned every decision made, not just by me, but my uh, superiors as well. Um, and just kept saying, I don't get it. Why do we do it this way? We should try it that way. And they were having a rough time. Someone else got hired, same uh, general position, maybe a little bit later. And early, earlier than a whole month, they said to me, I dreamed about ideas that I could uh, put in place to make this uh, work and have a mission. So it was very cool, two different perspectives, one where the person questioned everything on the mission and one where someone dreamed the same dream that the owner had. And that's what I would say is with, you know, your employment you should dream the same mission. If you are working at McDonald's right now, dream. I hate McDonald's, by the way. I think it's the worst food you could get. You might as well do anything else but McDonald's. But if that's where you're working, have the same dream that the owner of McDonald's had to serve these people and serve them. If you work drive through and they want to get two, 15, two minutes and 15 seconds, then do your best to figure out how to get there while you're there. I would encourage you to do that and see that you will get paid more than the other person that's over there does not want to do drive through runs it to seven minutes, and doesn't care about McDonald's at all. 
Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So that's my discussion is God giving authority your parents um, and do you choose your employer? I know this. My mother had to work at night and I would go to the boys and girls club. Those teachers there and the people that kept an eye on me and my brother were God given authority because I would have not chose that ever. Um, also, when my mom would leave me with her friends, my mom's boyfriends and husbands, those were God appointed people in my life that I would not have wanted or chose if I could. But if I hated my job, I would quit and work somewhere else. So I don't know. And on the flip side, I've heard people say, I need a job. I need income coming in. I'm praying for a job. And then they get one and they say, the Lord gave me this job. Well, if you feel that way, then your boss is your God-appointed authority. Also, I've read and, and I subscribe to the idea that whoever you work for, you're working for the Lord. So if your boss is a thief, you know, you're in America, find another job. But in the meantime, you're working for God and not your boss. But I guess that comes with that same scripture, um, you know, that gets everybody mad about be who you were born to be. If God created you um, to live in the state of Georgia with a broken home and some trauma, walk that out and walk your testimony out and be who God created you to be. Um, I saw a funny meme earlier that had a human and it said human and he had a gun pointed at another human and it said human and it said humans do this to humans and then that human looks at you and says why does God let this happen um, if you do have trauma I'm not trying to downplay it it's just if you can find who you are supposed to be your trauma and your story may help someone else who's going through the same thing um, you can have, you have a choice to be servant and helpful in this world or just be self-seeking and completely self-absorbed and complainy and whiny. And, uh, that's all I have to say about that. So God given authority, um, when the topic came up, uh, it basically was a scripture and I'm going to read the scripture to you now. Um, if you're still listening, I'm sure after the abortion conversation, you probably have turned this off, but if you did not, you are in for a treat. All right, so here we are. I'm going to read Romans chapter 13, verse 1 through 7. Uh, wait, hold on, let me see here. Okay, render to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom you fear, and honor to whom you honor. I think this was the wrong scripture. Let me find another scripture. Who being the effulgence of his glory and the very image of his substance and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had made purification of sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, Hebrews 1.3. Well, I got to tell you, that was not the scripture either, but Jesus should be reverence. I'll tell you that much. Um, so anyway, uh, God-given authority is where I was trying to be, and I'm completely off topic on that. I don't know where that was at, but anyway, so... 
God-given authority anyway, is suggested that if you rage against authority. So you start with your parents um, when you're young. And again, I exclude parents that are drug addicted, drug addicted and neglectful um, and, and causing trauma in your life. But, you know, the way I raised my kids is I had discipline and, and I was hard, but I never put them in a closet upside down and beat them or or made them, you know, do anything that was sadistic or crazy. I might have taken a phone away from them for maybe months on end. I, I you know, I, I removed one of my daughter uh, daughters brought some paraphernalia into the house and I'm a recovering drug addict and I took her car away for six months. And some people thought that was really, really crazy. I took her car away for six months. If a police officer had pulled her over with the same paranoia, paraphernalia, paraphernalia, they would have taken her car away for much longer than six months. What I did was not that dramatic, but all my other peers of the same age and children seemed to think that was terrible. But I digress. The point I'm trying to make is when she was upset with my authority, she was uh, maybe not in line with the will of God for her life, if that makes any sense, is to an extent, if you're under any kind of authority, it's got something to do with God's will. Um, For example, is if the Lord tells you to do something and you know, you know, that God wants you to do it or you believe God gave you a job or you believe God gave you a husband or you believe God gave you kids or you believe God gave you a wife or you believe God gave you a house or you believe God wanted you to move to a different state or you believe God wanted you to serve a certain church or whatever it is that you believe the Lord is asking you to do or has done for you in your life. Once you attain that position and you end up in that marriage or you end up a parent or you end up uh, in that new job, when you rage against that, you aren't in the will of God for your life anymore during the rage. And it can make the situation very difficult for you. Um, And I know people, you know, one of those things, the conversation is uh, police brutality But, you know, and I remember I went to my mother and said the police weren't fair. I remember when I said that. I said, Mom, you know, the police are not fair. They pick on me because my car is older, uh, because I don't have any money, and they are confident that I cannot hire or retain a lawyer, so they illegally search me and they treat me poorly. And my mother said to me, they were given the right to tell us what to do, and in the moment... You are not an attorney, so you might want to have reverence when you see the lights come on. And I argued with that and did not like the discussion at all. And my mother then said to me, well, son, I have never been arrested and I'm much older than you. And it left me with a funny feeling that maybe what she was trying to say is the kind of life that I was living and the things I was getting into was attracting negative um, attention from authority. Um, I also would say that some of the police officers in your neighborhood are probably God-appointed authority in your life, considering that we have no real say on who the police are 
Um, and so now when I get pulled over, I turn on my dome light. I put my hands at 10 and 2 on my steering wheel and I make eye contact with them. And I am, you know, whatever you want to call it. I have reverence and respect for authority in the moment. And sometimes I have still been treated poorly. And in court, I will argue my case. If I can make it through the traffic stop alive, I can go to court and argue that I did everything I was supposed to do and the officer was wrong. Um, and I, you know, I spend a lot of time alone uh, praying and talking with my father about this topic and then he'll show me other instances of authority. Um, for example, you may not always agree with your pastor uh, wherever you go to church or whatever podcast you might listen to to get preaching and Bible teaching. You might not always like what the pastor has to say, but these are pastors that were put in your life. These are God-appointed people. You can change churches if you want, again, in America. So I sometimes think your pastor is probably someone you're choosing for authority because you can make up a decision what you would like to do. But, you know, in any event, authority is good for your life. Um, you should submit to it as if you're submitting to your Father in Heaven. Uh, that's kind of my thought on that. I'm just learning about it, so maybe I shouldn't really speak on it just yet, but I did. So those, those are my two things, compliance to authority and uh, abortion should be up to the states. I hope you have enjoyed this and uh, check it. Check us out for more content later. Have a great day. Okay, thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that. If you want to check in, uh, we're going to keep new episodes coming every Tuesday and Thursday at AntiochSpeaks.com. Hit the donate button, hit the like, hit the subscribe. Do all the things I need you to do to get the algorithms, share, tell your friends, phone it in.